Hello, everyone. I'm Jeff Eichelt, MTB Markets Analyst here at Argus. Thank you for joining us today for this Chemicals Conversations podcast for our MTB Outlook. Joining me today is Roel Salazar, Lead Consultant, MTBE, and we'll be discussing the global MTBE markets. Roel, let me jump right in and ask, what do you think the next 12 months look like for pricing and trading trends for MTBE? Yes, hi, Jeff. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so when looking at MTB first, we always kind of look at, you know, uh, what what are the trends in oil and gasoline prices first? Uh, I mean, as, as many as many people know, uh, MTBE is, is an octane component and is heavily tied to uh, gasoline prices uh, globally. Uh, so we also look at, you know, what what is affecting the gasoline market in each one of the regions. So, I mean, at, at the moment, you know, we, we just got done with the Labor Day uh, weekend here in the U.S. Uh, we normally start seeing gasoline prices trend lower. Uh, the gasoline cracks uh, have, have pushed lower as well. Uh, and, and not only that, uh, over the summer uh, and, 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 and before that, uh, there has been quite a bit of, of, of disruptions in the market, mainly due to the, the Russia-Ukraine conflict. So one of the, the biggest problems that happened during this was uh, the just the the lack of of the the crude that uh, Russia exports into these markets uh, changed a lot of the uh, the feed slates for for the refiners. So it it, it caused uh, many many problems, uh, uh, especially here in the U.S. and 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 Europe. You know we've started seeing an increase in NAPT inventories, and then it reduced uh, some of the output for other products. So that's kind of one of the things that we're going to be mainly looking at going forward is kind of where where is uh, gasoline going to do in the next few months. At the moment, uh, uh, we're we're kind of going into the winter season of, of the gasoline market. So we expect to see gasoline come down uh, from here, and it's going to stay low at least until the next six months. This is uh, – uh, of course, also depending on whether oil spikes up or not. Uh, but, you know, if you're looking at gasoline spreads or crack spreads, uh, it should uh, trend a little bit lower and stay low, at least for the next six months before we start seeing a a push for the summer gasoline blending season of, of, of 2023. Uh, now, kind of going into MTB, and one of the, the, the big things that we cover in our MTB outlook is what is – what is the spread of MTBE versus uh, gasoline? Uh, so this this year has been very uh, uh, out of an ordinary year. Uh, I mean, we're we're seeing uh, you know the this, you know the same issues with gasoline as far as uh, the the you know European Ukraine conflict is also affecting some of the uh, the MTB industry as well. Uh, so. This year, we saw a combination of low production in Europe, uh, but then at the same time, we're also seeing weak demand in Asia uh, due to the uh, COVID restrictions, especially in China. So there's kind of been, you know, quite a bit of disruption. So, you know, a, a market uh, like Europe, you know, there there's short supplies, and then you have a, a market like Asia, which is long. So it's it's been causing quite a bit of havoc 
in in the industry. So this this summer, uh, uh, as as we mentioned, uh, you know, with with the change in crude feed slates, we saw NAPTA inventories increase in Europe and 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 the U.S. So what what this caused is just a huge emergence of blending demand for NAPTA uh, and high octane components, including MTBE. So I mean, technically, what happens is. Uh, the, the NAFTA price got well below uh, the gasoline price, created a huge spread. So it made it uh, a variable, it made high octane components very, very favorable to blend. So, I mean, we saw from MTBE to uh, aromatics, oculate, reformate, all see these almost record prices, uh, uh, premiums to, uh, to, to gasoline. So I mean, a lot of that has kind of stabilized since then. It's kind of dropped off as as you know we you know coming out of the uh, the summer driving season, uh, but but it's still for this time of the year it still remains remains relatively high versus the the previous year, and it's, a lot still has to do with just kind of the disruption of of of, of the supplies. So in Europe, uh, I mean, we saw very, very low MTB production, uh, and a lot of it has to do just because of uh, the high cost to produce it. Uh, you know, with with lack of feedstocks coming in from uh, from uh, from Russia, especially uh, natural gas, and then uh, so it kind of made it uneconomical to produce uh, MTBE and, and other components as well. Uh, but w- what we did see was just a huge rush of, of imports from the Middle East into Europe. And uh, even uh, we even saw uh, imports coming into Europe from China. So uh, all of this uh, has kind of kept MTB prices in check in Europe, uh, limiting it from rising even, even further. Uh, on the demand side, um, you know, MTBE is... is not used as much in Europe uh, uh, due to their biofuel requirements. Uh, so we're mainly seeing more demand from Europe uh, related to their gasoline exports. Europe exports uh, gasoline into Africa. There's some gasoline that also goes uh, back to the Middle East. Uh, so it's it's kind of like the U.S. where they're mainly looking at uh, a gasoline exports and that's what's driving uh, MTB demand there. Um, there's still some MTB demand in, in countries like Germany as they're trying to uh, transition transition into uh, uh, into a, a ethanol market. Uh, so kind of going forward, you know, we, we're still going to see some of the uh, some of the limitations that we're seeing now as far as the disruptions from uh, from you know the Russia-Ukraine conflict, and then also uh, ongoing lockdown restrictions in Asia, so that's going to support the markets. But at the same time, we are going to see increased capacity uh, uh, globally that's going to add more supplies to the market. So, although we'll see, we're seeing some some issues with supplies uh for some reasons uh we ex- we we expect the prices are going to be lower in this year as a result of the uh the increased mtb supplies uh so 
However, you know, there, there, there is going to be, you know, there could be some reduced produ production here and there, depending on, on feedstock prices, which we'll, we'll kind of, uh, we can probably cover uh, further in the, in, in the podcast. Back to you, okay, Jeff. Great. Thanks, Raul. That's very interesting. You mentioned kind of some uh, increased supply. Can you talk a little bit more about where those uh, expansions are going to occur? Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're uh, in in Asia, I mean, it's not necessarily a brand new unit, but uh, the uh, Malaysia's uh, Pangaran Refining Petrochemical, Petrochemical Complex, which uh, started up uh, more than a year ago or two years ago, it's kind of been down after a fire. Uh, and this, this complex has a 750,000 ton MTB unit. Uh, but they have just restarted this year, so it's it's going to add additional supplies in the Asia market. Uh, uh, Malaysia uh, is not uh, able to absorb all the MTBE uh, uh, that this unit's going to produce, so they're also going to be uh, looking at alternative markets. So uh, mainly in the Asia region, so uh, uh, they'll look at uh, the China markets depending on what their needs are. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, markets like uh, uh, Singapore as well. Uh, here, here in the U.S., uh, I mean, there's there's the start of a Lion Dills uh, MTB ETB unit. Uh, so that's gonna really depend on you know what the market looks like on on what they're gonna be producing. So. Uh, so that's that's going to change a bit of of the uh, trade flows. Uh, I mean, uh, from time to time, we'll see uh, imports of MTB and ETB come into the U.S. So what this does is going to eliminate the the, the need for for these uh, 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 scenarios. Um, kind of what 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 we're also seeing as far as supplying demand going forward. Uh, I mean, the NAFTA differentials will play a huge role in NTB blending uh, here, both here in uh, U.S. and Europe. So we're going to be following that. So there could be some volatility in MTB demand depending on on the the, the blending economics uh, for MTBE. Uh, as as far as uh, uh, Singapore, Singapore will remain a large importer of, of MTBE. Uh, but could see high volumes of inventories depending on on their blending demand. Uh, Singapore is is one of the the locations where a lot of the uh, excess uh, MTB goes to. So they I mean they're they're going to continue importing from the Middle East, uh, from India, and then at times if 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 Singapore as as has an open arb. Uh, versus China, you'll see a price of uh, uh, some volumes moving into into Singapore, and and they'll take it as much MTB until they can no, no longer uh, take any and any more uh, due to their uh, inventories. Back to you, Jeff. Great. Uh, and just to follow up a little bit here, what's the impact from the new U.S. MTB capacity in early 23? Yeah, so uh, I mean, Lyondale, they're they're I mean they're they're building two plants at the same time. So uh, you have the uh, PLTBA unit uh, that is expected to be uh, commissioned uh, uh, later in the year, fourth quarter, uh, and then you also have uh, 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 the 
the corresponding uh, MTB ETB unit that's uh, uh, pretty much almost, I think, already completed and commissioned uh, that 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 is located in Bayport, Texas. So so it's they're adding the feedstock unit and the MTB uh, MTB unit in different locations, and this is going to be more to kind of uh, uh, fill in the gaps because they already have an existing uh, a POTBA unit in Bayport, and then they already have an existing uh, MTB ETB swing unit uh, in in, in Chattanooga, Texas. So it's going to you know reduce the you know the the need to pipeline uh, feedstocks before uh, uh, with you know between both locations. So you know we kind of look at you know what you know what is going to be the impact and I mean first of all I mean our our assumption is that uh, line though is 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 going to do uh, they're going to make as much at ETBE as they can to fulfill their their uh, obligations with with uh, uh, Japan. And then after that, it's 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 going to be more, uh, you know, what, whatever the market looks like for uh, MTBE and ETBE. So it, it it would depend that you know what the market situation is going to be in first quarter of of next year. You know whether uh, there's going to be an opportunity to uh, move ETB into Europe or even even uh, uh, MTB as well. Uh, so, uh, I mean, whatever, whatever gives them the best net back, there's going to be, do they have that, that flexibility? But the end result is, I mean, they, they will have, uh, additional MTBE that's gonna, that's gonna hit the market in the U.S. So, uh, that would eliminate any imports that we normally see. Uh, we import ETB from Brazil. We import, uh, MTB at times as well from from other locations. So uh, as far as you know, the imports that that should that should be heavily reduced. Um, on the demand side, you know you have to look at you know what what are the uh, potential uh, uh, outlets. Um, and, and with Mexico being one of the the biggest consumers of, of MTB and in in for U.S. produced MTBE, I mean, we continue to see them uh, being a big role in, in, in absorbing MTBE, uh, and we're we're in a strong belief that that uh, Mexico can uh, absorb additional MTB supplies. Uh, I mean, if if you look at it, uh, I mean, uh, MTB is mandated in, in the Three uh, major uh, cities in Mexico: uh, Monterrey, Guadalajara, Guadalajara, and uh, Mexico City. Mexico City being the biggest, and then the rest of Mexico, it's it's more of an option. They so they they have a limit on the max oxygenate, uh, but uh, it's it's more of a max that it's not mandated. So they can use MTBE. Uh, they can even use ethanol, but that's limited even lower at 5.8 percent of overall gasoline blend. Uh, so there's, there's a lot more room for MTBE to grow in the nationwide gasoline market. Uh, I mean, we kind of see more room to absorb an additional million tons of MTBE, but, uh, the, the, the price has got to be right. It's got to be beneficial for the blenders in Mexico. It's got to be better beneficial for the blenders here in the U.S. that are selling gasoline to Mexico. So, uh, I mean, we, we just don't see them blending it, uh, 
just to blend it, you know, it's got to be, you know, the right price, you know, the, you know, a large differential between gasoline and NAFTA, or it, or it can be where MTB is 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 at a its market price is at a huge discount to the the blend value for uh, for MTBE. Okay, Thank Rel, you. thanks for that. Um, let me ask another question here: Has feedstock price volatility affected the production of MTBE globally, and do we expect this to continue next year? Yeah, so I mean, uh, none have been more affected than than Europe as as far as production. Uh, I mean, they, you know, they're 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 ha- I mean, they've been having you know issues with uh, just lack of feedstocks, uh, and then then also poor margins as well. I mean, all all of it due to the uh, the Russia Ukraine conflict. But you know, in in addition to that, uh, this this summer saw. Uh, Huge disruptions due to low uh, Rhine River water levels. So this this affected the movement of getting uh, feedstocks to many uh, uh, petrochemical complexes, and then also reduced the ability to to uh, to barge uh, the end products as well. So I mean it, it's been there's been quite a bit of of, of issues there in Europe, uh, but you know. They've been able to uh, import from other from other uh, global uh, regions uh, to kind of offset some of the uh, the loss from the production there. Uh, and here here in the U.S., uh, I mean, a lot of the feedstock issues uh, that we noticed in the in the past year have been more related to mechanical issues or maybe uh, uh, um, you know mechanical. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Lower demand for coal products that you know kind of forces the the producer to reduce rates in the overall uh, a, a unit. Uh, I mean, for instance, uh, I mean propylene oxide is, is is a product that you know is a coal product of TBA and TBE, and and that's going to be facing uh, possibly uh, uh, you know a a you know, weak demand going forward uh, due to the uh, the, the, the global uh, economies. Okay, Raul, thank you. Uh, and a question that's probably on a lot of listeners' minds. Do we expect to see another spike in high-octane component demand in 2023? Yeah, the high amount of NAFTA inventories caused a huge push for a high-octane demand during the summer of 2022. If we see that gasoline versus NAFTA differentials widen again in 2023, then for sure, yeah, it, it, it could be repeated. Uh, however, we don't expect to see the rise as high as 2023 as markets adjust to the change in crude fleet stakes. Uh, Asia could also resume its imports of NAFTA, which will reduce uh, uh, European uh, inventories. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see what, what will happen there. Uh, I mean, we have U.S. octane spreads uh, somewhat turning back to normal RVP cycles, but uh, levels are forecasted higher than 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 previous years. Okay, well, let me just finish up with one last question, Roel. What other key insights can readers take away from the outlook to help make better commercial decisions? Yeah, the key insight we provide is how changes in supply and demand uh, will affect NTB and other component pricing for the next 24 months. Uh, our MTB outlook provides a forecast for crude, for crude gasoline feedstocks and competing component prices. Uh, 
Like with other fuel products, there is seasonality for MT mar MTB markets, and this is captured in our outlook. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it you know it, it can give a, a lot of our readers uh, useful information for making key decisions. Okay, thanks, Royal. I'd like to add um, what I find useful in the outlook is the pricing differential section. Uh, it's nice to be able to see charts of all the important spreads for each of the regions together on one page. Uh, it just allows me to get a quick handle on the state of the global MTV market and where you expect it to go. I agree. I think many of our readers also find that useful. Okay, great. Thanks, Ruel. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to our Chemicals Conversations podcast. For more information, visit us at www.argusmedia.com chemicals.